0: Hey, everybody, let's pray together. Well, hey, everybody, welcome. I am your temporary host, uh, Tyler Sturkey, uh, standing in place for Pastor Jonathan Brocious, and joining me today is our other auspicious discipleship pastor. <laughs> Did I use that word right? Sure. Know.
1: Darren Hansen. I, I, auspicious. I love that. I, I'll use that adjective often.
0: <laughs> I should probably look up words before I use them because I'm not a uh, hundred. I think it's a good word. I, I think it's it's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah. But yeah, we are continuing in this uh, prayer together series that we've been doing. Uh, through this series, we've been doing called a greater movement, uh, where man, we're we're just praying and seeking after that greater movement of Jesus in each new generation that man, our whole vision is built around that of wanting to see yeah. each generation run after Jesus harder uh, than the previous. And so you were the special amazing person who got to end out the series this last week.
1: Oh, it was great.
0: Yeah, which yeah. was man, such a good message. Uh you're preaching through Acts 12. Uh yeah. the story of Peter's uh arrest and then subsequent miraculous release. Yes. Yeah. James,
1: marty- James martyred James's martyrdom yeah, that's right. Yeah. James Peter was put in prison uh, just like James was. And then he was getting ready to be executed just like James. Yeah. But so it was rescued. Yeah.
0: Now you explained it in the message and then I immediately forgotten. I think if I thought about it hard enough, I'd probably remember it and get it right. <laughs> Which James was it? Was it James one of the sons of thunder? Yes. The was brother the, of John was the one who yeah, it's was really
1: killed. interesting. Cause you remember the passage? Um, I think it was end of John uh, about feed my sheep with oh, Peter, yeah. and he reinstates Peter three times. But then he says, well, what about John? Something about John, about his life. Yeah. And he's like, hey, that's not for you to to know. Yeah. I've I always found that interesting because there are some people who led... I actually read this recently, and I think it's fascinating. Some people actually think John never really did die. Oh, really? Yeah, because of that statement. I think he, he did. But um, anyway, James was... Ironically, then, I mean, James was the first to be martyred of the apostles. Yeah. And John, his brother, uh, is last.
0: Yeah, it's funny. Right. Uh, sorry, this... I was just thinking about that. <laughs> sorry, you got me thinking about that interaction with Peter, Jesus, and John at the end of the Gospel of John. Where yeah, he, it's funny. You know, he says to John, well, what about him? Yeah. And then he says, what about James? And Jesus kind of does the, like, shifty side <laughs> eye of, like... um. Mm. Uh, anyway so, so so breakfast moving on yeah let's get some breakfast and james is like <laughs> poor wait, james wait what <laughs> poor james
1: but that, that guy was I, I i did find it fascinating that there's only one sentence about that and i mm. don't understand what luke's doing but it's just it's it's sad to sum up a guy's life in one sentence like you know sure because i he was uh uh he was an amazing amazing
0: guy well, gosh, you think about it. I mean, a lot of the apostles, they don't even talked about it at all. Right. Like, in, in the Acts of the Apostles. And all, like of, them went that, to their, all of
1: them went to a martyr-type death yeah, for the sake of the gospel.
0: Which, of course, it's like when you understand the nature of the book of Acts, like, Luke had very specific purposes of, like, mm-hmm. why he wrote what he wrote. It wasn't not meant to be an exhaustive account of right. what happened to every single apostle. Right. There's and, movement and in the book. Yeah. And he even explains it as yeah. the Judea. Uh, or Jerusalem, Judaism. Yeah, and Acts twelve was kind of that
1: last. We didn't talk about it too much in the sermon, but it's kind of that last uh, bastion of talking about being my witnesses in Jerusalem. Yeah, because right after that, Paul and Barnabas, everything moves to, and even Peter moves to Syria. Yeah, and then so things start uh, yeah, to. Move so up.
0: Acts thirteen is then when it's uh, Paul and Barnabas are in Antioch, and they get sent out on the first right. So now they're going to. Journey. We've already
1: had some stories in Samaria, but now it's moving out.
0: Yeah, into the, the earth. So I, to, I want to talk about just real quick, just briefly, uh, some of the refrains. There's two refrains you use in the message, which I just love so much. Uh, and it's funny because you and I were joking about it where you're like, no, I never have points in my message. Rarely do I make a point, <laughs> <laughs> any kind of point in my message. Um,
1: I'm just not very good at
0: that. It's not, it's not that I don't want to. I what what you What you mean by that is like, Organizing or distilling a message to like the cozy three-point right. sermon that's like typically taught in seminary or whatever. Usually, you, you do make a point. <laughs> I'm not too deductive. Yeah, for it that way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but it,
1: but it, it's it's amazing in that passage, though. I thought it lent itself to refrain simply because of the story. Yeah, that it's that it is. You know,
0: because that first refrain is a greater movement of Jesus is. Unstoppable. I, note for the audio, I pointed at him whenever I said that. So he he, he learned his own lesson. That's right, I did. <laughs> but yeah, that first one, which I mean, that's, but that's it. Like, that's so true. A greater movement of Jesus is unstoppable. Well,
1: it's interesting because you kind of led into it a little bit in your sermon the week before. Did a good yeah. job with that, talking about uh, Peter's vision. Mm. But you got into the fact that you said something about the fact that uh, we can't control it or predict it. Yeah. Mm you know yeah. god's god's moving and that's exactly what was here in 12 is yeah. it seemed okay they're praying and peter's released but james is killed and peter's asleep it just it just seems so there's no formula here yeah god moved because he's going to move
0: because i think in our human mind we're like oh if this movement is really unstoppable no one will die right everyone will live yeah and it's like only good things will happen because that's usually the human understanding of good or right or unstoppable is only good things would happen when it's like, no, like even in the midst of the bad, in the midst of James's dying, in the midst of persecution, yeah. this movement continues to be unstoppable. Yeah. That
1: last verse, but the word of God went forward anyway. Yeah. Anyway. And I think that's where I got the unstoppable part. Cause I think that we think about, um, someone told me this once and I think everybody can make the understanding, the analogy I'm trying to make, I guess, or, Parallelism, And that is someone told me once that if you want to know what God's vision is, understand that always outlasts the visionary. Mm. And I think what that means is like, we talk about this all the time in modern culture. Oh, that person's such a visionary. Oh, they you know, they got these great ideas and it's affected so many people and this and that. But if it's God's, if, if it's God's vision, if the church's vision is God's vision, it always outlasts the people who are espousing these visions. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the same way with the apostles, the apostle all the apostles went to their death you know eventually. Uh, just like Peter said, David is still in his tomb mm. but there's only one that's not you know so you know, that you know God's kingdom is unstoppable and I, I think we need to hear that when we're in a culture that keeps beating us over the head with we're losing.
0: Yeah, oh absolutely. Which I mean even you think about like the forms of what faith, and church and following Jesus looks like. And I've just heard so many of these stories over the years of like many of the like major denominations and who they were started by Mm. Martin Luther or John Wesley or things like that. Almost to a person, none of them wanted a, Wanted it to be a different denomination or its own thing. Like Martin Luther, he didn't even want to leave the Catholic church. Right. He wanted reform to happen from within. Didn't he
1: even make a statement? Something like, I don't want a church named after me. That's John John Wesley. Oh, John Wesley. Okay. My bad.
0: Like his almost like deathbed thing was don't leave the Anglican church. Like he did not want it to be this separate thing. And it was kind of the generation that followed after
1: They they weren't about themselves. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: And anyway, but it's just interesting that it's like those visionaries, like they didn't want, they wanted it to be this genuine thing that outlasted them, that it wasn't like, it's just going to calcify into its own institution that then starts to have the same problems that they railed against the institutions of their own day. And anyway, even despite all those. Well, it's so
1: encouraging though, to to know that no matter what comes, you know, he's going to win.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That God continues to move, which is why, I mean, that second refrain is the church is called to trust. Note for the audio, I pointed at him again. (laughs) But yeah, definitely trust. trust, Like, oh man, you just kept coming back to that. And I just love that because it really is like so much feels outside of our power or our control, or even we like we live in a society to where everything institutionally was very Christian for a very long time. And though that may cease to be in some ways it's okay because we trust. That's right. We trust and know that the movement is unstoppable and God is continuing to move. And now it's on the fringes, which honestly, like if you read in the book of Acts, it's the movement at the fringes that is the most transforming. That's right. And the most changing. And
1: not what even the Christians expected, like James. Yeah. Died. And I think that, but they earnest prayer, they didn't even expect Peter to come out of the jail. Remember? I, mean, we, I love that. I ne- didn't expect it's that.
0: It's funny. All the years I've read that text, I've never noticed that, that. He is just miraculously led out of this. Like, I mean, it's the what was it? The fortress, the Iron Gate, Antonia, and, and, and yeah, and, and Antonia, or whatever. Um, that like it's just like this supernatural thing. And then he's standing outside the garden gate, and like Rhoda won't let him in. <laughs> yeah, little girl, he <laughs> can't get past that gate to really show how much control they really yeah. have over the situation. <laughs> Oh,
1: and I loved what uh, I used that Stott quote. I thought it was so good because if you're if you're trusting and you're really in earnest prayer, understand that the only power we have is uh, is you know for when you're truly powerless, the only power you really have is prayer. That's the only thing we possess. Yeah, power. Prayer is the only power <laughs> that the powerless possess. That's yeah. what I was trying to say.
0: Was it John Stott? John Stott. Yeah, that was good. It was really really good. Yeah, Honestly, like going anytime I read this story in Acts 12 and like just even hear a phenomenal message on it, it always makes me think of Are you familiar with the book The Heavenly Man, hmm. Brother Yun? Hmm. I don't know when the book came out, this may have been like high school or college for me. I mean, so it's 20 plus years ago, and it's about uh, he's a, a Christian leader in China, his name's Brother Yun. Uh, he was a a Christian leader in, it may have been like the sixties or the seventies. So, I mean, which, I mean, it's still communist there, but like sure. dur- during the bamboo curtain, the cultural revolution, I mean, just a lot of, a lot of tough sure. stuff happened. Then. Coming off a of Mao. And, and him, him becoming a Christian, he's living in this small village and it even talking about how no access to the scriptures. And so when a ragged copy, like handwritten copy of the gospel of Matthew came to their village, they had it for like a month. He memorized it. Mm. He memorized the entire gospel mm. of Matthew wow. because once it was passed on to another village, They had no access to the scripture. So he had Matthew memorized. But anyway, of course, more and more people coming to the Lord. And I mean, the church is just exploding in China, especially, ironically enough, under persecution. Mm. And he became pretty well known to where, I mean, he began to be in the targets of the communist government and was arrested multiple times and tortured and Mm. stuff like that for his faith. But there is a story. And I mean, this is the, brother. it's a biography about him. He's, I think in Europe now, like advocating for the persecuted church in China, but a story where he's in prison and he wakes up one night and the prison of the door of his cell is just slightly open, which he's wondering like, what in the world is like, is this a trick? Am I going to get in trouble? Like, am I going to get beaten? And so like, he like opens the door and pokes his head out and there's a guard like way at the end of the hall, but facing the other way. And he's thinking like, I'm going to get hurt or I'm going to get seen but it's like the guard never turns around. And so he goes out into the hall and another door is unlocked mm. and he goes over. And I mean, literally Peter's story. I mean, it's yeah. literally almost exactly what happened to Peter happens to him. Then he's out in this courtyard and he's thinking, Oh, the guard towers, people are going to see me. No alarm is raised. He literally walks across. I mean, no angel comes like kicks him. I always loved the story. Next to all the angel kicks him. <laughs> get up, get up, Peter. That doesn't happen. Like, what? But still he goes in the main gate of the compound is slightly jar and he just walks out and like returns back to the underground church. That's amazing. And this was like in the maybe seventies or eighties when it happened to show like God is still doing you <laughs> in, bet. in those times of persecution. He's still, and we still hear those, those kinds
1: of stories if we really listen for him. Yeah. And, and that's why I liked persecution.com. I brought up, you know, the voice yeah. of the because so many cool stories there to that we're just not aware of because we're not in the midst of some of the countries like that. And and we've, we've got our own forms of persecution. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. But I think that we, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just, I feel like it's just hard for us to keep that in the forefront of our mind like that, like these, like some of these people who are living it every day like yeah. that. I mean, just forefront to trust God. It's amazing how, <clears throat> it's amazing how we are one of the rich, richest, we are probably the richest country in the world, mm-hmm. but yet we are, the, we are the most people in counseling
0: yeah
1: (laughs) and i understand but at the same time it's like because i can't help but think that we just as a society really have a hard time we think about what
0: jesus said in what is the parable of the sower about the riches of this life and the cares of this world Mm. choke the word Mm. Mm. and boy we've got Mm. a lot of riches and cares Mm. (laughs) so not surprised that we feel choked spiritually choked mm-hmm. and it our, our fruit is anemic because of it that's personally very convicting
1: you know it's so crazy because i don't know about you but i've had some really there's been some moments in my life that are big big things happen you know like i don't even i don't want to even equivocate it but there's big big things that have happened in my life and it's for some reason it's like the holy spirit kicks in
0: mm-hmm. and i
1: find peace I don't, I, it's weird, you know, and I'm not worried about it.
0: Yeah, the peace that transcends all understanding.
1: Right. But the small things every day, mm. I don't seem to find that.
0: That's so interesting, it, isn't it? It's, and it
1: has to do, it has got to do with with just me not paying attention, you know, just me not t- really trusting. And that's, that's kind of what I was trying to say it, is God's kingdom is unstoppable. He doesn't even need us. Yeah. But do we want to be a part of it? I do. Yeah, me too. You know, but but are we willing to are we willing to trust him because it's not going to look like we think it's going to look yeah. if we really get on board with kingdom work.
0: Yeah, that's great. Well, speaking of trusting, uh, I mean, a big part of the Pray Together podcast is to actually give people a a tool that they can use to engage in prayer and connect with God, and th- these are opportunities during these times of silence and prayer and reflection on Scripture to trust. And so we're going to follow kind of the same rhythm that we followed in the other ones where there's kind of a passage connected with a prayer and then we give a little bit of space um, just for those who are listening to uh, engage in prayer on your own with God and uh you know, give a space of a few minutes of kind of silent reflection. And if you find that it's not enough, feel free to press the pause button and engage with God as much as you need at each section. Like you don't have to operate by our timeline. We give in this, this is just a tool. And so feel free if you need to tarry longer in prayer, uh, go ahead and press pause between each of these. Um, but then we'll prompt back with uh, a scripture and then a prayer. So yeah, I'll go ahead and, uh, invite Darren if you want to go ahead and read that first scripture and then we'll go into a time of prayer
1: okay but what about you he asked who do you say I am Simon Peter answered you are the Messiah the son of the living God Jesus replied blessed are you Simon son of Jonah for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood but by my father in heaven and I tell you that you are Peter And on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Matthew 16, 15-19
0: Lord, you are the Messiah, and you are the King. By your grace and by your Spirit, show me the depths of this truth in my heart. Help me to openly and actively be a part of this unstoppable movement you started with your death and resurrection. And as you build your church, help me to be faithful to the part of that to which you've called me. I surrender to your unstoppable movement and your unfailing love. Use me for your glory on this earth. Amen. Thank you.
1: My heart is not proud, Lord. My eyes are not haughty. I do not concern myself with great matters or things too wonderful for me, but I have calmed and quieted myself. I am like a weaned child with its mother, like a weaned child. I am content. Israel, put your hope in the Lord both now and forevermore psalm one thirty one one through three
0: Lord, There are so many things in this world that I don't understand, and can't control. Help me not to be overly focused on those things, but instead to simply fix my eyes on you and trust. I believe that you are good and you bring forth good. I trust your loving hand to guide me and lead me into your perfect will. Help me not to move or act out of any posture other than total trust in you.
1: They did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After they prayed, the place where they were, where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. Acts 4, 24-31.
0: Heavenly Father, help us to focus on what is most important in this world. As the world resists your unstoppable movement, help us to trust in your power and your ability to change the hearts of those who are furthest from you. We look to your hand and to your power to lead your people to your Son, Jesus. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us today uh, for the Prayer to Get Pray Together podcast. Uh, and again, like I said before, if you needed to maybe spend a little more time on a particular passage or in a particular section, feel free to rewind back to it, hit pause, uh, and man, just camp there as long as you need to. Um, so, hey, big thanks to Darren Hansen for coming on hey, thank uh, you. with us today. And uh, so, hey, I hope you guys continue to pray, not just during these these podcasts, but hopefully this serves as a, a launching pad of a way you can interact with scripture and engage, engage with the Lord on a regular basis to pray scripture and uh, encounter his presence on a daily basis. Um, so thanks for joining us today, Darren. Thanks for everyone for hey, listening thanks. and uh, we'll see you guys soon.